and welcome to We're Not Wizards. My name's Richard. I will be your host for this evening or this morning or this afternoon or whenever you happen to listen because, after all, it's your podcast. This is a quick start on the kickstart episode and what we do in a quick start on the kickstart episode is there will be somebody who is currently running a kickstarter campaign who has caught our eye or who's got in contact and asked to have a little chat so joining me today from one day west games there is a bob say hi bob hello richard how you doing i'm very good and there's also ryan there is a Ryan. Hi, Richard. <laughs> Ryan checking in. <laughs> Do you remember the whole tagging in, tagging out thing? They're, oh, <laughs> yeah, yes. exactly. They're here. They're here to talk about Monster Highway, which is their, which is their campaign, which is currently on Kickstarter. Um, and we're going to have a little bit of chat, find out a little bit about themselves, and then we're also going to find out a little bit about their game as well, which is you know one of the reasons that they're here. Now, the reason that we do this, for people that haven't listened before, the reason that we do this is there's quite simply not enough podcasts out there about board games. You know, just, (laughs) you can check Google. I've gone as far as checking Yahoo. Nothing at all. And the second reason that we do this is because I like speaking to people and I I saw these guys video for the Kickstarter, one of the promotional videos. And when I saw that, I was like, I I have to speak to these people. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, gentlemen, thank you for coming on. Um, it's, you know, it's good to have you and speak to you. I know obviously you're, um, it's very, very early because you're in America. So it's probably about three o'clock in the mornings or something ridiculous <laughs> like that. It's kind of like one of those live satellite links where I'll say, so how are you doing? And then there'll be like the, three hour gap and then you say oh we're fine thanks um <laughs> but we want to find out a little bit about well we want to find out a little bit about your history so we want to have a little i guess kind of stare back at the power plant of the past have a okay. have a look at the radioactive liquid of the present before Having we the time <laughs> before we step and step off into the monstrous monstrosity of the future so do you want to tell us a little bit about your history with the hobby. You can obviously talk at the same time, but this is a podcast, so don't make it difficult for people to understand. But I'm taking it that um, I'm guessing that you're related in some way because you've both got the same second name or last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. So actually, we're we're brothers. Okay. We're uh, eighteen months apart, so we're we're pretty close. We uh, we work together. And uh, we're actually landscapers. Oh, right. Okay. Probably not even related to board games. So, uh, well, would. But we, we grew up with yeah. board games. That's kind of been like our uh, hobby growing up. We always enjoyed playing like all the cool old retro ones that are now magically worth a lot of money. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, like your Fireball Island, your Tornado Rex, Key to the Kingdom, like all the goodies. You had Key to the Kingdom with a so, big guy in the blue. Uh, still do. The, you yeah. still got it. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah! Fireball Island, yeah, all all the good stuff. You know, is is that not the guy that's got like running towards you with like some kind of ridiculous? Is it blue armor or something like that on the actual box? It's a huge guy. Um, yes. Are you actually reaching over and getting the box? <laughs> I, I I I know I'm actually, actually yeah. Like, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> we just grab the box and open it. <laughs> 
I mean, okay. We're at... I mean, how do you, how do how do you manage to hang on to this these things then? I mean, have you just kind of made sure you kept them kind of pristine? Because if there's something that never yeah. seems to work, is it's usually board games and children of a reasonably young age, and it's definitely not yeah. board games and siblings together. Because usually somebody kind of ends up breaking breaking something. So you were you guys kind of quite protective when you're growing up of the old kind of board games that you had. Oh yeah, I mean, pr- pretty much all of our toys are are still intact. We were those, we were those kids that we would we would play with. Them. I mean, there's some stuff that we never opened. We, I feel like we collected everything. Like we loved collecting oh, yeah. baseball cards, and we would have baseball card shows in our in our bedroom. But yeah. like everything was in the hard plastic cases, and we made sure never to like wrinkle the boxes. <laughs> we were just weird, weird, uh, overly protective kids. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Somehow it didn't fit the mold of your normal destructive, you know five-year-old or six-year-old just tearing in this stuff i know are you like one of these guys that you see the guys that are collecting like all of the star wars toys and they've got all of the star wars toys and they've got stuff in their backings and stuff like that and it's like oh no oh, i never yeah. i never played with these and it's like why not as star wars what are you doing <laughs> i mean what yeah was there favorite games that you kind of played all the time is there ones that you've got lots of really lovely memories that you just spent the day when it was horrible outside and you just sat back and spent like days kind of playing the games and you know stopping for lunch and stuff like that uh, I guess the the one because it was really just just Bob and I growing up we didn't have a lot of kids in our neighborhood so it was just him and I so we we would go to, to like the game like risk like this the, the, like the, the big ones. games a lot of, a lot of two-player stuff or um we, we're kind of like all over the board too because I mean we play like Stratego aggravation like you know some of the more mainstream stuff too but uh we were just looking back at some of our older stuff too, like Daytona 500. There were a couple like you know racing games and uh, yeah, yeah. We we really didn't have like one particular, I, I, I guess uh, niche, the uh, type of game that we went towards. It just uh, we'd start at the top and just work our way down. Be like, oh, we have all day, so let's just. Uh, <laughs> Is that what you do? Play through them all. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Was it- open your closet door up and we just start at the very top and be like, all right, we're gonna start with Risk. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, work our way down through uh, past the trash. To... Oh yeah, shark shark attack. shark attack. Oh wow! Did you have like Escape from Atlantis and Lost Valley, the dinosaurs, and games like that as well, or was it like your key to the kingdom? Yeah, we, actually. Well, it's funny. So Lost Valley, the dinosaur. We didn't have that. I just actually. Well, Bob actually just recently got that for my birthday for me. We just added that to the collection. It's actually now a, that we're it's actually a collection, isn't it? It's like, like it is. it's it's a curated museum we, for board games. It's actually we we prefer a clean room. You have to actually like suit up and <laughs> yeah. go through a whole uh, decontamination process before you actually enter the room. So those yellow hazmat suits that you were wearing in the video, you actually those are you, oh, yeah. those are yours. Yeah, those are <laughs> that, yeah. Oh yeah, that's our that's our normal attire whenever we play. That's yep. our Lost Valley of the Dinosaur um, attire. Yeah. <laughs> You don't, no <laughs> fingerprints. Yeah, everyone gets scanned before they go oh, in. There is a uh, passcode. They're like, you're going to play a game from Waddington's. Uh, yeah. Put these gloves on. Yeah, <laughs> that must make it. That must make it quite um, difficult for any kind of romantic interest. It's like you know, um, would you wear this for me? Anything at all? Yeah, go and put the yellow hazmat suit if you go near the cardboard. By the way, thanks very much. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have a qu- I have a question. I have a question. Um, the dinosaurs in Lost Valley, the dinosaurs, 
Do they still look like really bad? Look like they've put really bad lipstick on. Oh yeah, absolutely, definitely. They yep. were definitely going on <laughs> night on the town or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Just... The, the club, the club had dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah, it's like they've not they've not got long enough arms to reach their own faces. So what they've had to mm-hmm. do is they've had to put each other's lipstick on, which is why it's such a mess. <laughs> which oh, is yeah. why I always thought, which is why I always thought, I'm sure I've talked about this before, but I think um, I think it was about the time Waddington's decided to take kind of normal. Your normal board games like your Key to the Kingdom, I don't know who they brought in as kind of like designers, but there was like, there seemed to be like, um, there was Hotel that came out, and then there was like, you said there was like Key to the Kingdom, there was the Pac-Man game that was like a fully 3D, have you got the Pac-Man game? Oh yeah, yeah, yes, <sighs> I got it. Although that was that was a recent purchase, so it's, it's like <laughs> ah, right. it's like oh now they're older we have money no, of course. let's buy all the games that you know <laughs> have you got we couldn't have before have you got Thunder Road Thunder Road I have yeah. two I have two copies yeah, of course you've got two copies of Thunder Road yeah, of course you've got <laughs> just, two copies just in case of someone Road. someone gets a little overzealous yeah. You know? oh yeah because you got to watch for the helicopters because they can be quite um, they can be quite kind of um, delicate as well. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah. Have you ever spoken to the creator of Thunder Road? No, I, no. I have. Okay, so that's one up for me. Thank you. Ah, oh, there you go. <laughs> All right. Check. Eventually, I'm winning. Um, but yeah, but they went. You have a bell you could ring or anything? No, yeah. I've got a glass here. Look, look. There we go. Ah, uh, there I'd we like go. Propose, that works. I'd like to propose a toast. Um, <laughs> we're, we're dealing with cans. <laughs> doesn't have the same effect. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's five o'clock somewhere. Um, that's uh, right. Sure. It actually is. It's, it's five o'clock <laughs> actually that's in right. here. Yep. That's why I As we're speaking. That's <laughs> literally why, where we are. That's why, that's why I said, you know, it's all very, this whole show is intricately put together. Everything from the organisation of the chat, <laughs> which was a mishmash of emails and private Twitter conversations, through to the joke. Oh, that's all good. Through to, jo- <laughs> to the joke to make sure I was like, if I'm going to get these guys on, they're in Pennsylvania, right? If they're in Pennsylvania... They're going to have something to drink. I better make sure I talk to them around about the five o'clock time in Pennsylvania time, which means I can make the it's five o'clock somewhere joke and everybody will like it. No, that would be fantastic if it was actually funny, but it's not. Um, but it's OK. I mean, we, we will obviously talk about your game, but one of the things that <laughs> I just find this fascinating, you know, I'm just like you are basically I'm t- it's like I'm talking back through the years into my childhood. But Waddington's, as oh, yeah. I say, Waddington's went ahead and they got all these games like Thunder, as you say, Thunder Road, which is just fantastic. Is there any games that are kind of like the Holy Grail that you would like to get your hands on, which you still haven't managed to get a kind of a, a holder one, like a copy of? Um, you know what? It seems like the one that I actually never played it, but um, it looks cr- Dark Tower. Oh, another, I feel like that. That's like a yeah. one. Like a great collector item. Uh, again, I never played it, but I see it at all the shows that we go to. Yeah, I, th- um, I think um, James Hudson from Druid City Games kind of gave away a copy, I think, of the Dark Tower last year oh, wow. at some point. And okay. I think people were basically saying, you know, it says, oh, all you need to do is you need to do, you know, you just need to do this, put your name down, fill in this form, do this, and folk were shouting at him, I will give you my firstborn child if you give me a copy of this game. <laughs> so I think I think um, the guy that won it was just absolutely hysterical kind of when he when he won the game. So have you um <clears throat> have you kept your collection 
kind of going then? I mean, do you have do you have different rooms now? Do you have the eighties room, the nineties room? The kind of like, did you continue with a hobby or did you drop out and go back into it again? I think we've kind of continued on it. I mean, now that I think we're into the the gaming industry, it's it's kind of ramped up uh, exponentially. It was kind of like a trickle here or there, and now, like every birthday and every Christmas, it usually involves just exchanging games back and forth between each other. <laughs> okay. So. Yep. Okay. So eventually, we're gonna have to either move or just have a shed out back just for everything, because uh, our our basements and closets are kind of filling up quickly. <laughs> a climate controlled shed. Yeah, definitely a climate controlled shed. shed. Yeah. I think you should potentially consider something that's maybe sunk, maybe five or six feet into the ground mm. as well if it's dry enough obviously if you're not in a floodplain so you could you know there's no point in having a big shed if you can't have a big long shed that you go down into and you like a doomsday prepping shed I, or something like i that. think if you know if it's going to happen then you have to decide you could put in there the cardboard that you couldn't possibly live without or the cardboard that you would need to decide to keep i guess if you look at <laughs> If you look so at, do you have to decide between like sacrificing between like extra soup or you know key to the kingdom or something like that as far as space goes? I'll leave because there are some big boxes. Yeah. I'll leave that entirely up to you if you decide. Remember that yeah. you know while cannibalism isn't acceptable just now, when the apocalypse comes, I think the rules on that will be a bit more lax. I'm just you know sure. I'm just kind of yeah. dropping that. I'm just kind of dropping that in there. But is there um is there anything you guys are kind of like playing at the moment? I mean, is it a huge do you get is it like local games clubs that you get to go to or game stores or is it usually just the sure yeah yeah, yeah. actually uh, th- there's one uh, we were just at last Friday for their their game night they're they're really cool they have a lot of the you know the newer games mm-hmm. that we're we're into and they they carry everything it's like all the stuff fresh off Kickstarter he usually gets his hands on pretty all quickly. right okay. Okay. Uh, which is pretty cool. So we like, you know, supporting, you know, the local business, you know, trying to buy our games there instead of just going on Amazon and order whatever you want. Yeah. You know, so we try and su- support local businesses. And uh, uh, I mean, a couple of the newer ones. I mean, I, I really like Downforce, uh, Sagrada, like kind of, like, again, all over the place. You like the the technical games, but then also like, you know, we have a lot of friends that are lighter gamers. So we try to you know, cater to them too. So, uh, yeah, so, so they keep everyone happy. Cause like really we're not into like the super heavy games. We like, like the light to, I guess, medium, you can say. Yeah. But, uh, which is pretty much, you know, kind of how we, we modeled, uh, you know, creating monster highway, trying to take everything we like about games, but not make it too heavy, but not make it too light that it's not interesting for, you know, advanced gamers too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, when you were—I mean, when you were when you were growing up together, were you when you were taking games off the shelf? Were you also kind of maybe modifying them or making changes to them, or did you start kind of when you were amassing such a reasonably sized collection? Were you thinking, well, actually, let's you know, did you come up with some kind of ideas of yourself? So? I, no, I, I wouldn't say we uh, we altered anything like younger that didn't really start pretty much until two years ago is actually when we had the first thoughts of right. creating our, our own board game okay um okay but yeah there, i mean there, i'm sorry again no i was gonna say i mean so that that so i mean that's fairly kind of a recent a recent thing i mean was that born out of anything in particular or was that just a case of you sat down one night and said like okay let's let's do something ourselves then 
Yeah, well, I guess that all, you can go all the way back to, you know, our one, our career. Like Bob said earlier, uh, we're, we're landscapers for our profession. Mm. Uh, we're in a family a family business. It's, it's my dad's company. He started it 40 years ago, and then Bob and I came on full-time with him 10 years ago. So being self-employed, um, you know, we're always trying to be creative, you know, about get, getting jobs. But even in the landscaping industry, it's it's about design and, and install. So that's kind of been in our blood for forever, you know, just trying to be be creative. And uh, that kind of went right into the, you know, our love for board games. We're like, well, we design every day of our lives landscaping. Yeah. Know? So it was kind of a natural progression to go right into the designing our hobby. Did you find that ever the board gaming kind of leaked into the landscape design that somebody would end up with like a you know a couple of meeples on their front lawn or a <laughs> a, oh, d- yeah. a d20 where the sh- where the fountain should have been or something like that <laughs> you should see bob and i with hedge trimmers oh my oh, god, my it god. Is yeah. a bit, it's a sight to see we could yeah. sculpt some shrubs yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you want to you want about 66s over here yeah and uh yeah. <laughs> That's a beautiful D twenty over there. Oh, it's... Love shade. <laughs> could you, could you imagine if you were given an unlimited budget and just the kind of the right piece of land that you could do anything with? You could actually make a real kind of interactive kind of board game that you were the actual meeples and stuff like that. How cool! Would, oh, that'd be fantastic. How cool would yeah. that be? What game would you make though? Oh. What kind of game would you make? Would it be area um, area control or something? Oh. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. Yeah, I'm trying. To... If we had to physically make a game, yeah, with our with our landscape, yeah, 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 and and real life monsters and dragons. Or you could have anything at our you disposal. You could have anything. Yeah. You could have any. You could basically have anything you want. Obviously, you know, within reason. I mean, I know that dragons are quite dragons are quite difficult to come in Scotland. I don't know how difficult they are in Pennsylvania. I'm assuming that. Yeah. I... You know, I don't know if UPS would deliver a dragon over here or anything like that. I heard D- or FedEx. Yeah. I, th- I heard DHL does um, good rates though. So um, do they? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I'll send. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll send you the link. Um, they've okay. got a section on their. That'd they've got great. a section on their website. They do unicorns as well, but you can never get them, and they always prod holes in the boxes. Um, ah, yeah. But weather damage <laughs> and claim and insurances. Oh, it's... Bubble wrap never lasts. Well, <laughs> well no, because they get really precise with that. Because you could just tell it's a unicorn in the box. Is all you hear is the pop, 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 Because <laughs> they're you know they're great big horses, but when you you give unicorn bubble wrap and you can keep it amused for hours, especially if they just pin it to the wall. Because all you hear is pop, pop. Pop. <laughs> they just gotta make sure if it's over an eight hour flight or something like that, they've got an extra roll of bubble wrap so they can replace it kind of like halfway through. Because I mean, you d- right, the last thing you want is a slightly stressed unicorn that hasn't had enough bubble wrap to pop. That's and then what do you feed a unicorn? Then that's the other question. I never really know. Hey, <clears throat> doesn't seem to work. Our nah. last one didn't work out that way. I think they work on. I think they just. Um, I don't think they need to eat. I think because they're a magical being, they just ingest hope and joy through the pores in their skin. Okay. I thought, like, Lucky Charms yeah. at all, you know, because they're magically delicious, so I figured that might work. I, I, <laughs> I thought it wasn't one of the, the marshmallows? I probably just eat hay, you know. I mean, oh. it is a horse. <laughs> it's probably not, True, it's probably right, not right. magical, you know. It's like you don't have to eat magic. That's where we stuff. went wrong with the last. one. Is that now? why the last one died? A kind of cro- yeah. Cro- yeah. chronic kidney infection because you were feeding it chocolate all the time. 
Yeah, I guess that would the diabetic shock. That makes sense. All the preservatives, definitely. So you're sitting here two years ago, and you go, "Okay," because I'm bringing this back in. I didn't realize I have to tell you because this is cycle back. I mean, I feel like in such a tangent city, it's almost like I'm doing mathematics or something. But you sit down, you're saying, "Okay, let's put a game together." What was your first? I mean, how many designs did you go through? How many kind of? You know, was there like a, a kind of a whiteboard and there was crumpled bits of paper, or did you did Monster kind of highway? Um, was that relatively easy to come together, or was it several designs that you went through before you even had something you thought was a was a game you could put out there? Actually, uh, to it, this is random too, but uh, actually had a a dream about the game, and and we were placing road tiles down on a board. And it, it, and you were moving our little cars along the road, so uh, it was like one of those aha moments. You wake up at like three o'clock in the morning and go, "Oh, that sounds like something pretty cool." And you, you write it down. You hear it like all the time, with musicians do it. And uh, work the next day. I ran it by Ryan, and uh, I was like, "Hey, I got this idea." And he's like, "Oh, it's great." And, and we're like, "Well, it needs something else to it." And then Ryan suggested, you know, well, if there was a monster moving around, maybe crushing the the roads. <laughs> You know, maybe that might be something. Um, so it was kind of really the, the, the start of it. And then we just kind of went to work off of that that idea. I had a vision of um, you of you wake, waking up in the middle of the night and kind of sitting straight up in your pajamas and then yeah. just leaning over and tapping <laughs> your brother. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. I, I keep my iPhone at the end of my bed as my alarm. I was just like nighttime pecking on, on my iPhone there and, you know. And it kind of it's the weirdest thing. Okay. Yeah, wife leans over like, "What are you doing? You know, like, designing a board game? I'm designing a board game? Back to bed." <laughs> you reach up on the wall, grab a marker pen, and start script sketching away. And it's like, "What are you doing? You're, oh, yeah. you're writing on Thunder Road." <laughs> That's fine. No, this is important. No. This is gonna make. That's why I got two copies. Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna make Thunder Road look like Ludo. <laughs> Just hang back. But I mean, was it a? Was it a kind of a fully ready to go kind of design? I mean, how did you go through the? I mean, how did you go from nowhere into kind of like playtesting? Did you did you instantly kind of see eye to eye over the design, or did you have kind of dis? You know, did you have uh, differences of opinion on how it should work and things like that? No, it actually it was it was very easy. I mean, again, being brothers, we were best friends growing up mm. still are just, it just it just makes it so easy you know we, we work together mm. we uh it's a whole different thing but we we play music together write music together oh okay We've done that for done that for years so it's like we you know our whole history is just working together as, basically as one and uh it just made it super easy because i love this idea and uh we were on board and we just kept going back and forth with different mechanics and i mean the 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 base idea of you know placing the tiles, the monster moving around, that that was right off the bat. That was that came yeah, pretty, pretty from quickly. Day one, pretty much. That's what we were going along with. And then obviously just add, add in some components to make the game a little bit more uh, strategic. Yeah, and add a little bit more competitiveness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, that that came along with like playtesting it. So we we put together. Um, actually, I kind of just posted something on on twitter today i've just shown like a old throwback to like what our old prototype actually looked like just poster board um 
There are little tiles we made up, printed stickers out for them. Actually used old micro machines, if you're familiar with them. Oh, um, I, back yeah, in the day. of course I am. Yeah, we pulled them out of the clean room and uh, <laughs> used them on the boards for a little bit. Yeah. It's sacrificed <laughs> and, uh, them. It's for, the, it's, it's for the greater good. It's for the greater yeah, good. Yeah, that's they, the first time they saw. They were in plastic bags the whole time. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, they, if they're not getting played, you might as well use them for something useful. And if it's for kind of like game yeah. design, then that's kind of like even better, isn't it? I mean, let's be brutally exactly. honest. Um, yeah. The monster side of things, I mean, did that was that in there as well from the very, very beginning, or did you kind of bring that in too? Yeah, the, the monster Yeah, the monster was right from the beginning. Because, um, yeah, like, the original idea was a tile-laying game with some kind of chaos, something, something happening. And, uh, yeah, that's so why we just came up with the monster. And then we're like, well, what if there was a... a a meltdown at, at a power plant and you're trying to flee. I mean, that was like pretty much from the beginning, which made it easy because then it was just come up with the different mechanics and concepts throughout the game that, uh, like Bob said, added the strategy. Mm-hmm. But we, it was great, you know, having that, the background of games, you know, that everything was just like, all the games we love, it was pandemonium. You know, there's always like, you're fleeing from something. You're trying to escape from this, you know, tornado racks. You, you got to get to the top and avoid tornado racks. So it was kind of like we were basically, you know, taking what we loved about the games when we were little yeah, and applying yeah. it to our, our modern game. So yeah. our his, history in gaming definitely made it really easy to come up with that. Okay, okay. With that idea. Let's actually talk mechanics because I know that we're um, we're talking about everything. But, um, I, I, <laughs> you know, dinosaurs with lipstick and how you feed a unicorn. I didn't even think... Of yeah, I didn't think we would get that far in the show notes, to be honest. But you know, um, <clears throat> I mean, how does it play? How do you, you know, how do you play it? What's what? What would be involved in a round? I mean, how many players is it for? I mean, is it optimized for a certain number of players? Or yeah, I mean, it's it's made for two to four players. Uh, we I mean, we typically play it with th- for three or four. Because it, it's it's really fun when you have you know everybody going after each other. Because the so I guess starting from the top, it's it's a two to four player game. Mm-hmm. Um, on your turn, you roll two specialty die, and each side it's a road, a car, or a monster. So there's two on on each die. If you roll a road, you can place one of your six road tiles that are in your hand. Uh-huh. If you roll a car, if you roll a car. There's a separate D6 dice that you would roll, and that will indicate how many spaces you can, how many road tiles you can move on that that's built. And if you roll a monster, you can you draw a monster card that has a coordinate. So ah, right. Can, okay. The monster so it would be like monster moves to uh, you know, D3, so it lands there. If the monster lands on your car. The car goes back to the begin to the middle of the board where all the cars start with in the beginning of the game. If he lands on the last tile that's built. He'll destroy that tile, and it, but if he lands in the middle of your roadway, he's more or less he, he's a roadblock. Your car can't drive through him. Ah, right. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. And I mean, was it again? I mean, when you're going through that, is it difficult to get the kind of the balance? Because I think obviously one of the things that people go on is, oh, dice. That means there's a random element. Is that why you kind of introduced the kind of the extra things away? So if you roll, you know, if you roll the monster card, then you're going to pick a card. So that's you know there's a certain kind of outcomes. So it's not a case that you're always one of the, one of the complaints you always get about dice games is you roll a one and that's you failed. Whereas obviously if you roll a monster, it could be kind of like different kind of different kind of outcomes kind of coming through. Yeah. 
Yes, and then one of the other things too, like yeah, because there's that random element to it, and you can't get away from that. But even like drawing the monster card, that's on one monster. But if you actually roll monster and monster, like so, you get two monsters up. You could actually put the monster wherever you want on the board too, oh, so you right. have a little bit more control of actually where it's going instead of the randomized draw of the actual monster card itself. And there's actually also a couple wild cards in there, too, in the monster deck. So when you draw that, that kind of gives you the ability to move the monster around as well. So there's a lot more, like, strategy-type things. And if you do get a road, not only could you place a road, but there's some specialty tiles in there, too. Mm -hmm. There's a swap. There's a radioactive road tile. And then that gives you ability to move road tiles around. And and that could... um, either for defensive purposes or, you know, offensive purposes. And say somebody's car is on their road, yeah. you could swap it with another player's, and you can move them halfway across the board. So they could think they're maybe one space away from winning, yeah. and next thing you know they're halfway across the board. So right. kind of little elements like that, you know, to, to throw a little strategy into it. So it's pretty cool. And is it um, is it important to kind of... Um, I mean, have you done a lot of playtesting on this to kind of keep the balance up and make sure everybody has a kind of like a fair a fair chance of winning as well? Yeah, yeah, we did a ton of playtesting. Um, basically 2017, we took the whole year and then any big convention that, that came up around us mm-hmm. that we could get to, we, we, we were there and um, played a, a lot of games and it was great. We... People had some, you know, suggestions. But overall, like, everyone loved the concept the, the way that it was. So that was kind of that was validating to, you know, pursue this whole project after seeing everyone's reactions to it. Um, I think people people love that strategy and, and chance mixed within a game, and a game being that, that's not not too heavy. Like I said before, it, it people who are heavier gamers they. They like the game, yeah, uh, because the strategy that that's in it, that and then they can see that and, and sense it, and uh, it's also a game that, that might draw in people that really don't play board games because it's it's not hard to learn. I mean, you, you, but it's after a couple plays you figure out the strategy that that's kind of within the game, so it, it keeps everybody happy. But yeah, we we had uh, a ton of playtesting sessions. And, uh, is it? I mean, is that kind of thing kind of like? Is it is it difficult to organize? And also, you know, as being kind of like first time kind of creators, did you have people that kind of came up with ideas and you went, oh, actually, you know, these guys are right. This this is this could make you know kind of like a decent change to the game. Yeah, yeah, oh, def- definitely. Um, people had had great suggestions, and we made sure we we wrote everything down and, mm-hmm. and thanked everyone for. You know, further suggestions, and we we would come home um, or back to the hotel if it was a, a whole weekend thing, and we would talk about what everyone said, and uh, you know, take take it seriously. I mean, there was there were some changes that that we made that were, you know, stemmed off of some of like, oh, it'd be really cool if if there was a way, you know, to we like reroll the dice. Yeah, reroll the dice. So that that kind of stemmed the whole reroll tile. Yeah. So yeah. it was a it was a, originally it was. You play the reroll tile. You can roll one or two, and that that was really cool. That was that was based off of someone's suggestion. Then we kind of tweaked a couple things and came up with that. And then uh, we did another playtesting session where it turned into well, you can play the reroll on somebody and force them to reroll their their dice instead of just using it on your on yourself. And you can play it out of turn. 
So it was like kind of getting these suggestions, and then Bob and I would go back and be like, "Oh, what if this or yeah, what if that?" Yeah, and then, yeah. So it's like some kind of put planted a little nugget in our head, and then we kind of tweaked it and play test that, play tested that, that for idea. a while. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think when you ever you've got like a random when you've got a game that's got random elements in it, if you've got a way to sometimes mitigate those random elements so that you you can continue your own kind of strategy, then I think that's kind of really. That's kind of really, really important. I mean, I know that games like, say, um, I don't know if you guys have seen or played Dice Forge, um, which you're. I haven't had a chance. No. You change like you, you basically you'll you'll be able to select you'll be able to change the faces of the dice, and then you roll your hmm. you roll your dice and you get the resources, but then you've got kind of like additional skills that you can actually bring in to your you know to your turn as well. That if you've had like a bad dice roll you can still kind of make some, you know, you can kind of still make some kind of progress kind of going forward. Was it was it things like that that you kind of had to, that you kind of considered when you were getting the, when you were designing things as well? Yeah, we played around with the balance of, you know, if you have too many roads, like, because people were saying, well, is it is it even split between, you know, two roads, two monsters, two cars, like on each one of the die? Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's, that's kind of how we've always played with it. Uh, Tried a few times, like if you had more roads than monster and car, um, that was kind of throwing things off because, like, you'd be able to build your roadway out to your home base really quickly, but then it, you struggled to, if you needed that car roll so you can actually start moving your car along, then that the car kind of took a back seat or the monster wasn't as part of the game as we really wanted it to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it, it was kind of like playing around with that, that balance between, you know... Um, you can't you can't sacrifice one of each one of those movements, you know. Yeah, because uh, different points of the game, each die result is is very important. In the beginning, you want to roll road, so you're hoping for that road road, so you can put down two two roads. But towards the end, you, you want car, and you know you can if you roll two cars. I'm not sure if we mentioned that already. You can move your car as far as long as you want. You don't have to roll that D6 die. You roll car, car, as long as the road's complete, you can move all the way to your home base, and that that's how you can win. You can be clear across the board, mm-hmm. and as long as the monster's not in the way and your your uh, home base tile is, is laid down, you roll car, car, you win the game. So towards the end of the game, you want you want the car roll. So throughout the game, it changes what, what kind of die result that, that you want, and that actually added to you know why we put the re-roll in there as well. Yeah, 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 and I suppose if you're if you've got the cards kind of on top of that, then it, it leads to sometimes the randomness is a good a good thing because you want that randomness. And I guess there'll be points in the game where you're like, if this guy rolls a double road, then he's home free. What can I do to kind of stop him from getting to right. his kind of getting to his kind of getting to his kind of home base, which is kind of exactly which is kind of which is yeah. kind of cool. The, he rolls that car, car, and you, you chuck that re-roll card down on him. And then like, <laughs> oh, man. And then yeah, they got to re-roll it, and he gets double road. And then there you go. Just save the game. <laughs> yep. Yeah. How long does it take to play normally? Is it like a half hour? Is it, a, you know? Yeah. It's a half hour. Half hour. Yeah. And that was one of the, probably one of the last changes that we made. We used to uh, play the game on a six-fold board. Uh-huh. Uh, the game was a little bit bigger, and... It was always like 45 minutes to a half hour, or 45 minutes to an hour, excuse me. And, uh, you know, which was fine. Everyone was content with that that level of gameplay. And then uh, one convention we were at, and we got in a conversation uh, with a gentleman, and and he was talking about, um, have you ever considered, you know, 
accelerating the the game because he was fine with the overall length but he had said you know if you played shorter then you could get multiple games in in the same amount of time that you could play one game yeah and yeah. uh so we we experimented with that and we bumped it down to a, a fourfold board and uh that's actually like the the current game that's out right now is the fourfold board um we liked it a lot better you know if you if you play through, you can get through in 20 minutes. But, you know, most of the time it's a half hour, depending on who you're playing with, you know. Um, if you start messing around with other people, it could extend it a little bit further. But, uh, no, I mean, I told you. So it was one yeah. thing. Uh, it's that it's that balance. Yeah, if you, do you want to have, like, a, a long game or do you want to get a couple of games in, you know, if someone wins, you're like, oh, let's play again. And there goes two hours. Or, you know, you're only dumping an hour into two games or something like that. So no, I totally mm-hmm. no, I totally agree with you. I mean, it's like um, games that you can get through in like say half an hour or even forty minutes. It's quite you know if you're, I mean, if I go to the games club, then we've usually got about two and a half, three hours to play a game. So if we're playing a game that's into like an hour, once you've set up and mucked around with it, then you usually you sure. play your main game and then you're usually on to maybe a smaller, lighter game or. Maybe a couple of times of a filler game. If you've got a game that you can get set up and ready to play, and you can be played it in about half an hour again, it's easy for you to just well, we'll just you know. Now that we know the rules, now that we're doing what we're doing, now that we know the strategy, it's kind of easy to, it's kind of easy to just keep it going. You know, just just play another game and and kind of keep it at the keep it at the table. And I think that's a good exactly. it's a good idea as well because let's face it. Um, normally, when people are bringing games to a club to play it's usually because they've been in some times it's usually because they've been sitting on their shelves for a long time and they haven't managed to play them as well so um you know there's kind of like that kind of um there's that kind of decision you know that kind of decision as well so if you're making your game kind of like well we'll play this because it's easy to set up we know we're going to get through it we know we're going to get at least through one game if you're bringing one of the bigger you know, I mean, the more bigger, heavier hitters to the table, and people are like, well, I'm going to be lucky if I'm going to be able to play this, kind of play this once. So I think shorter, right. I think shorter games are becoming a lot more attractive for more people because they don't have the time to invest an hour and a half or even an hour exactly. sometimes in a game. And I guess with a with a kind of I guess to the age the age range that you're looking at as well, um, I can easily get my I mean, I can I can see playing this with my five year old. To be perfectly honest, guys, because it doesn't yeah, it yeah. doesn't seem. I mean, I know you've got like an age rating on there, um, and I don't know if that's because the monster goes around eating people. But um, no, on the same thing, I can see. You know, <laughs> if it's an hour long, the difference for me between playing a game that's you know forty five minutes to me playing an hour with the kids is the difference between them really enjoying the game. Or saying they'll actually be very quick and they're honest. I mean, you could sit around the table with a group of adults and you're sitting into getting into the hour-long period of the game. Nobody's going to sit around and nobody's going to look at you in the face and say, you know, let's just finish this up because I'm a bit bored. You get into a room with like yeah. an you get into the room with like a six, seven-year-old kid. They're quite happy to tell you, getting <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. forty minutes in, I've had enough. <laughs> You know, I'm off. Pretty much, yeah. They're just saying, "Awful." <laughs> yeah, yep. I'm, I'm away. I'm going on. I'm going on my tablet. I'm going to be watching. Um, you know, I'm going to be watching Mario Odyssey playthroughs on YouTube. Kind of thing. You know, they're pretty vocal. They can kind of, kind of, kind of telling you that kind of stuff. The um, <clears throat> was it difficult to? 
with the artwork, did you go through kind of several ideas for the artwork? Because the artwork reminds me of, um, it's very clean. It does remind me of kind of like, I guess, an older style game. I mean, did you have a particular idea in mind when you went for the artwork? Was there different styles that you kind of went through? Yeah, we we kind of knew what what we wanted, um, and actually, so the the company that we used to manufacture our prototype is the Game Crafter. All right, okay. They had, yeah, they they have uh, graphic artists that are associated with them, and their portfolios are available to to kind of go through and and this way so you can kind of shop around and see what you like. So Bob and I knew exactly like the the style that we wanted to go for. Again, like you just said, like that. The 80s, 90s kind of yeah, feel. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when we saw Alicia's portfolio, we were like, oh, my gosh, here it is. She's the one. She, yeah. she, she is the one. <laughs> yeah. And is she, um, is, she, um, next, is she based in the U.S. as well then? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Yep. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, so we just kind of portrayed her um, basically the idea for the game and, and what, what we wanted to do. And she just started just tossing out ideas, and we just kept tweaking what she had. I mean, her her initial concepts were were phenomenal. Um, so it wasn't like huge tweaks, but more or less colors or the actual monster himself. Kind of, we want to go for more that like that alligator look instead of just like a monster. So then, you know, we just told her, you know, the whole backstory: uh, the alligator <laughs> in the we lake. Just show the radioactivity. <clears throat> so yeah, you're taking a normal alligator and you turn them into a. Yeah, big scary monster. So um, as soon as she heard that, it was like boom, you know. Yep. Um, this monster uh, evolved. I'm looking at the picture of the monster from the first prototype, and that's not scary. Nah, it, it was about, actually a brontosaurus. About it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it isn't very exciting. Yeah, imagine no. if you had that. If you had that chased after, you probably stopped the car. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, let's feed him. Exactly. Yeah. Watch out, he'll eat your trees. <laughs> exactly. Look at his little last. Well, that would be quite annoying if you're a landscape, you know, if you're into landscaping and that, you know, it's like, I can't believe you brought a brontosaurus home. But look at his face. Yeah. He's so cute. He's so happy. It's like, that's yeah, fine. No. Yeah, we, we caught a lot of flack for that every time we play test. We're like, this is what we're running away from? Really? I'm like, I was like, all the raptors in the bin at AC Moore were taken. I was like, the, the brontosaurus was the only one that was left. the last thing you need to grab. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. It's just the best. Mm-hmm. You have to have that as a stretch goal. To have that brontosaurus you have in to there? Have, oh, you idea. actually have to have that as a straight. <laughs> We're going to write that down. <laughs> you have to write that down. You're just amazing. You imagine the irony if you actually said to somebody, you know, if you just kept that as the as the main protagonist and folk were looking at you going, it's a brontosaurus. Yeah, it is. It is deadly. And it doesn't look like the monster on the box at all. <laughs> <laughs> deadly. I'm just saying that, um, I'm just letting you know that, you know, it's a brontosaurus, but you've got a whole greenhouse of um, tomato and cucumber plants in your greenhouse. And if that brontosaurus gets there, you're going to lose the whole crop, you know, that kind of thing. But you you need to have... He's, except, he's exceptionally cute. Yeah. It's kind of like a non-threat <laughs> level. I guess what you could have... You could have a variation of the game where you've kind of like got little kids on bikes <laughs> kind of cycling away from the from the brontosaurus kind of thing. That would be That would be so cool. That would be kind of cool, but um, but you have got this beast of a crocodile kind of like heading towards people instead, which is pretty. He's pretty. He looks a bit angry. 
So, yeah, kids on bikes, brontosauruses, stretch goals. Yes. How much is it going to cost? If I want to get my foot in the door, how much um, How much is a copy of Monster Highway going to set me back? It's $35 on Kickstarter. Which is about 20... It's about £29.30, roughly. Probably a little bit less, because apparently the pound has been doing quite well of late. And that gets you one copy, and that'll get you all the kind of the, the various different kind of stretch goals as well. Correct, yeah. Um, that's decent. And as you say, you've got ramped up stretch goals if you want more than one copy. You can double up your pledge and kind of so on and so forth. Last couple, I mean, I guess, kind of, in terms of the kind of the stretch goals themselves. I mean, was it when you dis, when you make the decision to go to Kickstarter? Do you design stretch goals before you're going through the playtesting, or are you essentially kind of thinking, well, because it's because I know. Okay, look at it this way. I know there's there's games out there that are on Kickstarter just now. They they have stretch goals for the games fully within the knowledge that they are going to reach certain stretch goals and therefore they would be playtesting them and stuff like that. With you guys kind of being first creators, is stretch goals kind of like going to be, well, it's just going to make us allow us to make a nicer game, it's going to allow us to improve the components and things like that in terms of the stretch goal side of things? Well, I think with our our stretch goals, like when it comes down, I mean, our game isn't like overly complicated. So when we looked at like, all the components and what we can actually make stretch goals, we were kind of a little bit more limited. So we we definitely had them designed ahead of time. I mean, the very first one that you're going to come up to is the finishes. So more we're like doing like linen finishes or um, like that like that matte look, maybe some spot UV coating like on the box, like more aesthetic aesthetic yeah. type upgrades to the game. Um, yeah, we were kind of just. Obviously, hoping we could just reach our funding goal just as a start, but we, you know that would be our very next thing. Where we're like, well, we've played games with that, you know, upgraded finish to the cards and whatnot, and that that would definitely be something we want to try and obtain right off the bat. Um, going from there, you know, custom plastic insert as opposed to a paper insert, you know, just for organizing. Yeah. There are a lot of you know road tiles that come in the game, so it's like kind of keeping that organized within the the packaging um, would be nice. Yeah, I guess I guess as well as if this is your first project, you have to be the case of like we'll get it funded. I think if you go down the line of well, we're going to introduce all these wonderful mechanics in the stretch goals, then you'll get people accusing you and saying, well, hang on, yeah. mm-hmm. I've got to, you know, you've got you should have actually had a higher fun goal if you're going to be introducing the kind of the the new mechanics. Exactly. Yeah. I guess the other the other thing is as well as with the with you going about and looking at Kickstarters as well in general, did, I mean, as a first-time creator, were you aware of making sure that you had the best campaign you could kind of out there? Is there a lot of pressure, uh, you know, is a lot of pressure as a first-time creator to make sure you've got the reviews there, you've got the playthrough video, you've got kind of decent graphics for the campaign in order to kind of make that impression on on the potential pledge people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely a lot of pressure. Uh, you know, we did a ton of research, you know, leading up to it. And, uh, we knew this winter about two years in for developments so that we feel like we did, we did the time for obviously design and the play testing. We got the product validation. Um, so we just felt like the, nat- the next natural step was 
let's launch our Kickstarter campaign. Um, and we, you know, we I feel like we took the, the the proper steps. You know, we we have a nice following on, on social media. Um, th- the whole year of playtesting, we gathered emails of people that were interested in the game. Um, Our friends and family have been really supportive and helped spread the word. Um, yeah, it's 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 been a, a long road, but you know, I, I think we've kind of felt like we put our time in, and uh, I guess this is the ultimate. Uh, reward to see how, how good everything's received in the, you know, once you release it into the public, uh, kind of gives you a good gauge. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, as I say, it's, it's an attractive game. As I say, that the kind of the, it's, it's difficult, I guess, going on to Kickstarter when you see these behemoths yeah. that yeah. you kind of, you're sitting next to you like going, oh my goodness. But, um, I mean, but then I mean, we we must talk about the production video, you know, the kind of the story video that you have at the front, because, you know, if you're going to do anything with this campaign, for goodness sake, people go and you know there'll be a link in the notes that we put out there. For but goodness sake, go and look at the look at the story video that these guys have put together because it's it's fantastic. As I say, it made me kind of like say, well. You know, when we started the conversation, it was like I I have to get these guys on. I have to see kind of, <laughs> they go so far with this type of video. Sure. Kind of, you know, you know. I mean, was that was that kind of like one of these kind of happy coincidence type things where you're saying, well, well, how are we gonna kind of how are we gonna help get the name out there? And then, like you as you say, it was like friends kind of got involved. And I mean, it's a cracking looking piece of cinematography. I mean, I've heard. Oscar, I'm, I'm not saying anything. I've heard Oscar talk. I'm <laughs> wow. Just, yeah. Okay. The, the buzz, the buzz is going around. We, heard, we didn't right. know if there were rumors uh, or, just, but you know, just whispers <laughs> around the internet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just, you know, I have, um, you know, I, I don't know where that came from. I potentially could have just made it up just now, but it's. We were um, wondering why that that limousine was sitting out front of the house. <laughs> is that what he's doing? I, he, I guess he was us? here to pick us up. Oh. I guess we're supposed to I go know, somewhere. Maybe <laughs> He's, he's maybe here for the unicorn. Ah, the unicorn. Um, yeah, <laughs> we'll have to give the sad news about oh the uh, whole diabetes thing with the yeah. chocolate and the sugar. Yeah, <laughs> well, you can't. Yeah, you can't say anything about that. You know, just um, yeah, that would be a bit um, no. But I mean, um, you are currently you you've got seventeen days to go. The total target is twelve thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Yes, and you're almost kind of you you're up at the almost four and a half thousand at the moment did you think I mean the whole marketing side of things that's a whole different bag and ball game kind of all together I mean again is it I mean have you guys stepped into this and thought my goodness there's a whole set of skills that we have to learn in order to kind of really kind of make this kind of fly yeah yeah I mean uh you said it's it is difficult it's hard it's hard to judge You, you hear you hear all year long you know like People very excited about it, but I guess in the in the masses, it's it's really hard to to get a, people on board who we actually haven't met face to face. We feel like when when someone sits down and they they talk to Bob and I and we show them the game they play, they're they're on mm. board. It's like I but want a copy. You know, can I buy it? And, yeah, and you're like, ah, we're going to be on Kickstarter, and then you, it's it, like that waiting game. It's just, uh, it's a whole different animal. Um, you know, trying trying to meet yeah. people who, who not face to face just basically selling your product or, or even just trying to get your product in front of somebody, you know, on their computer or their, their phones, whatever. Um, just, just to yeah. show them. So that, that's a whole different ball game. And you know, that, 
I guess that that comes in time. Um, so I feel like there has there has to be a first. So yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess it's like you saying, "Well, tell you what, we're gonna pl- we're gonna plant a couple of apple trees just here," and the guys go, "That's fantastic." Um, when can you do that? Well, if you can give us about nine months to a year, because we've got to go and grow the kind of the apple trees. Kind of first of all, it's like people kind of can't have it straight away. So it's building up that anticipation right. that in you know in about you know six to eight months time, people are actually going to have an apple in their hand, and that's you know it can be a you know it can be a it's a huge set of skills. I think the days of people saying I've got an idea, let's stick it on Kickstarter and let's look at it fund is kind of it's kind of gone now. You have to kind of be a man of kind of many, you know, a person of many talents, many different talents to um, kind of do it. But, you know, the game looks, it looks fun. It looks, um, it's not overly horrifically complicated, which is always good. Mm-hmm. There's a tendency for, I've seen a lot of Kickstarters nowadays that seem to have rule books which you kind of need a degree to kind of make sense <laughs> of. And, you know, and I think... Kickstarter is for kind of like all types of, um, you know, it's for definitely for all types of games, and this looks like a lot of fun. If um, you've put a stretch goal to have like an actual 3D miniature monster, how big is it going to be? Have you decided is it going to be like just bigger than the cars, or are you saying this thing's going to be like four foot high and it's going yeah. yeah, to need a whole bigger box to kind of put it the back of it? <laughs> It's actually a suit. One of the people actually playing have to dress up <laughs> as the monster and like walk around the room. Yeah. I, 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 I think you have to do that yeah. um, if you, you know. I think you have to do that when you get funded. Oh my god, yeah. Is that you have to do? You have to do the video. Um, you know, you have to do the video to say that you know a big thank you video dressed in some kind of dinosaur costume. Um, because I've been in this situation before when I asked Richard Keane from. Uh, who did Dinogenics from Ninth Haven Games, and if he said if he passed one of his big stretch goals, he would do a thank you video in a T-Rex costume. And that video still hasn't happened, Richard. Don't oh, think no. I haven't forgotten. Oh, Call him out. <laughs> wow. So I'm just, yeah, yeah, it's been, you know, it's been four months later and it still hurts. Ooh, I'm just okay. saying. Um, so, but... Um, we will deliver. Yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> should, should we put <laughs> that on the recording? Yeah. Maybe we'll we'll put that on a That's recording. T- that is it's going to go live. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're going to. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, With explosions and we'll stuff. We'll put our money where our mouth is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if you think this vid- if you think our intro video is good, yeah, wait till you see our thank Watch you Watch out video. for the thank yeah. you. No, that'll be amazing. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> there has to be yeah, there has to be a brontosaurus and a unicorn. Ooh. And we, as we well, may, you have to have all right, well, well, send us that DHL link, and uh, yeah, we'll <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll put <laughs> on that. <laughs> oh, oh, um, but no, as I say, it's um, thirty-five dollars will get you in the door. It's uh, we're seventeen days left to go, so you've still got you know plenty of time to get the kind of the to get the kind of the magic number. Um, you are seem to be regularly up, you know, updates are going out to you know. Updates are going up out to the backers that you have just now. Right. There's lots yeah. of decent kind of communication kind of going on as well. If people have listened tonight and they want to find out more about you or keep up to speed with what you're up to, where can we find you on the interweb nets? On the internets. Uh, so our, our website is onedaywestgames.com. Uh, that okay. has a has a link right to the Kickstarter campaign. Um, has a link to all our social media pages. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at One Day West Games. 
and uh, of course on on Kickstarter you can you can search Monster Highway. I will put a link in the show notes so that we have notes to show. Uh, basically, that'd be fantastic. Um, <laughs> um, gentlemen, thank you very very much for coming on. I I kind of wish you the best of luck with the campaign. Um, I hope it goes really really well, and I hope you um, get a slew of backers coming your way. Um, if you want to keep an eye on what we are up to, then you can find us. We too are on the various social media, so you can find us on Twitter at We Are Not Wizards. You can find us on Facebook at We Are Not Wizards. You can find us on Instagram at We Are Not Wizards. We're on YouTube because our podcast host Podbean automatically put our episodes onto YouTube, so you can find us by going to youtube.com forward slash c forward slash We're Not Wizards Tabletop Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Stitcher and and uh, Acast and Spreaker and potentially Spotify, fingers crossed. They're apparently nice. our account is under review to see if we're going to be on there. They're going to listen, we're not going to get in. I am accepting that, but I'm still quite hopeful. Um, if you like what you've listened to tonight and you would like to help support the show, then please jump onto Apple Podcasts and um, <clears throat> give us a rating, give us a subscription, give us a review if you want to. If you are giving us a rating or review, remember, don't give us 10 stars because that makes us big-headed. <laughs> but don't give, us, don't give us one because that makes us cry. Give us five because it's in the middle. It's, it's kind of average. And we're a little bit average. <laughs> but the people for the for the people who have not been average It's Bob. Oh, it's Ryan. Yes. It's the Craig Brothers. The Craig Brothers. Wait. The Craig Brothers. With their rampaging with our leaf eating. <laughs> tree destroying. Watch. No vegetable garden Watch is it. safe. <laughs> Watch out! For, watch out for your lettuces <laughs> and lock your mar- lock your marrows indoors. Uh, <laughs> Do you love carrots? Do you love lettuce? So does the brontosaurus. Monster hunter. That's an expansion for you. That's an expansion for your game. I mean, you know, I'm giving that to you. I'm giving that to you on a you know on a slightly the vegetarian part. expansion. Nice. <laughs> well, you have. You could even go vegan. Ooh. You could hit the vegan crowd. They'd love you for that. Um, <laughs> there's only two. There's only two more things to do. Um, the first one is uh, to remember that we are many things, but we're not wizards. So, um, are we wizards, gentlemen? We are uh, not wizards. Definitely not. Absolutely no. not. And we are just mortal humans. Sec- <laughs> yeah, but you make people's gardens look fantastic. We so do. that's always a good thing. And the uh, and the second thing is to say um, the, say, the second thing is to say goodbye. So it's a goodbye from Bob, and it's a goodbye from Ryan. So say goodbye, fellas. Goodbye, Richard. Goodbye, Richard. We appreciate you having us on. Yeah, thank you, Richard. We really do appreciate mm-hmm. it. And it's a goodbye from me. Remember, stay safe. Roll sixes. Um, Remember that objects in a rearview mirror may appear closer than they are, and if you turn round and you see some kind of crocodile-based monster, you better not only just head up the road, you better head up that monster highway. But until the next time, goodbye. <laughs>